0: About 30 years ago, people started really using runes for divination, so you had the Ralph Bloom and everything, so you had um, people selling them in little plastic sets and the books to go with it and a little description per rune. Now this isn't originally necessarily how they would have been used, in fact it definitely isn't <laughs> how they would have been used. But we don't know that they weren't used for divinatory purposes. They are a magical language. Anything that becomes part of the public psyche, anything that becomes used in a certain way, then builds up momentum and energy. So although sometimes you know, we pagans scoff at the New Ages with their little plastic rune sets and the blank rune and things... Actually, if they're being used in that way, and it has been about 30 years now, you know, we're talking a long time and a lot of use. So that's not to say that that isn't a useful way of using them. It They've built up a lot of momentum in the same way, maybe not through hundreds of years like the tarot cards, but certainly things like the angel cards, for example, they've been used for a long time, and a lot of people really put a lot of faith in them. So... Just because it's not how it would have been used originally doesn't mean that it's wrong or that you shouldn't do it, if that makes sense. So my view of what the runes are is, I think that particularly the Elder Futhark, which is the one that's most used, I see it as 24 little energies. So I think of them as each one being a different focus of energy, a different flavor and they are very those energies are very nordic flavored so they are they're very much within the scandinavian psyche they're very much within that kind of energy and ancestry doesn't mean that if you're not from the north you can't use them but that's the flavor of the energy and they're very they're very raw they're very wild they're very blunt a bit like um scandinavian people sometimes can be quite blunt it's you know, in saying so Swedish, for example, you know, you don't really have a lot of words for please; they're not needed, and it's the same with the runes. You know, you use less words, and each rune represents a certain kind of energy. So, I look at them as basically a gateway. So, you've got the shape, which each rune is slightly different shaped. Um, so, if I could borrow your pen, yep, no my rule. So this is the first one, if it's not, I feel you being dyspraxic, and my letters are around the wrong way. So this is the first one which is for you. So if I wanted to invoke for you, what I would do is I would draw the shape in the air or just on a bit of paper or anywhere and then I would chant the rune name. So, each rune has a slightly different sound. So, for me, when I invoke the runes, it really is as much about the word and the voice of the rune to bring the energy into the room as it is, sorry, that's a few, as it is about the shape of it. And they're not, because they're an alphabet, the energy comes through the voice of the rune as much as the shape of the rune so i would chant that and draw it in the air to get that energy into the rune to into the room so if i wanted to learn about that rune what i would do is i would invoke it and then we would. i would basically just sit and think about the kind of feeling that has so I would invoke the rune and then think about the energy that it brings in so we probably can do that in a little while and see if people are happy to and we can see what we think that rune may represent because that really is the best way to get to know them it's about experiencing them and feeling the energy so this is what runes are So I think of them as 24 friends, I think of them as allies, I think of them as weapons almost, and I think that's probably closer to the way they would have been used within um, the Galdra of the Old Norse, but we don't know for sure.